UK. Uncut with Kirsty. Designed for young adults to share their stories of overcoming adversity and amplify their voice on pressing issues within society. Every Monday at 8 pm with Kirsty. On your number one Christian radio in Scotland. Heart Song Live. Heart Song Live. talk about it bite my tongue it's like we're suffocating love we don't talk about it we don't talk about it truth be told there's so much hope it needs to be heard but no one says a word it's time we talk talk about it free to speak the price was paid for you and me to talk about it so let's talk about it oh truth be told there's so much hope it needs to be heard but no one says a word and we talk
are listening to Heart Song Live Radio. Good evening and welcome to Uncut with Kirsty. If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in this evening. I hope you guys have had a lovely frosty evening. It's very, very icy outside, but hey, it gets you more in the mood for Christmas. So tonight we have Ade Doyen Ijoele. Am I saying that right? You butchered that so badly. <laughs> you know, I've been practicing and practicing, and I've known Adi Doyen for such a long time, and I still cannot <laughs> pronounce her surname. So, Adi Doyen, yes. <laughs> please pronounce it the way it's meant to be pronounced. Ijoele. Ijoele. Yeah. I'm getting there. That's I'm getting much there. better. I'm getting yeah. there. So, where is that name from? Like, that name is very it's a very um heavy name it Mm. actually has to do with thunder oh really yeah my dad um is from nigeria basically that's interesting hometown um it's a very yeah ancient kind of strong name (laughs) yeah do you know what i need to actually find out what my surname means i have no idea what it means but i remember the first time i actually met you and you told me your name was christy adumako i was like is she nigerian like i was trying to figure it out yeah apparently i'm not even saying it right apparently like adumako or something (laughs) like that i had a Ghanaian friend and she was laughing at me with the way i was pronouncing my surname but yeah we have adi doyen in the studio and she's going to be sharing her testimony tonight and also what life is like as a young pastor so adi doyen mentioned that you're from nigeria how long um were you in nigeria before you moved to the uk so my upbringing is actually both so Mm -hmm. i came here when i was two that was the first time i came to the uk and then went back to nigeria and then came back again and did part of my primary school Mm -hmm. in the uk and then went back again to nigeria to do like all of my secondary school oh wow but then i came back finally university spent all my years doing my university here and living here Mm -hmm. then i went back again (laughs) wow and now i'm back yeah it's been a a lot of of back and forth and back and forth but we'll get into more detail about that later on but first i'm gonna ask you an icebreaker question okay so mm, this is quite okay i'll go with this one so what has been the highlight of your year so far in 2022 Hmm. i think progress progress wise um i got a job Mm -hmm. (laughs) but not just a job i think it's a very important one but Mm -hmm. we can talk about that later like you said yeah um i got a very a calling i would say Mm -hmm. i'd say that's my highlight a calling a calling i got called called, by god yeah for this job that's a highlight for this job excellent excellent so how old were you when you moved to the uk i know you said you came here for primary school is that right yeah Mm -hmm. um so i was like 10 or less no i was less come on i was like five six i can't remember mm-hmm. but i was pretty young but i initially came when i was two okay and yeah. what part of the uk was it scotland it was or? england london. england yeah, england yeah. london and where did you come by yourself or was it with family so mm-hmm. when i initially came as a two-year-old or when i did my primary school i mm-hmm. came with my mom and my brother the right second, my second brother and there were plans for us to actually just migrate and stay here or to settle down yeah, yeah. that was okay. the point my mm-hmm. dad was still in abuja time at the time working but mm-hmm. he was going to join us um yeah but yeah that was what was yeah uh, a bit abuja <laughs> is that the capital yeah that's the capital wow yeah. i've always thought lagos was the capital i, I think people promote lagos a lagos a yeah. lot no i i hear that i hear that i think it's because it's very busy metropolitan mm-hmm. and a lot of transactions and everything that goes on in lagos but okay no, abuja is the capital oh and why did you have to go back to nigeria uh, yeah so how long because you came here four or five yeah and then you had to go back was that in 
your high school years or before my high school years yeah um I was very young, so mm-hmm. I don't really know what happened. Right. But as when I grew up and I asked my mom about it, because mm-hmm. my mom owned and still, well, we still own the school in Nigeria. Oh, wow. And she found it quite difficult managing the school all the way from the UK. Yeah. So what she did was she actually went back and uh-huh. left us with my aunt for a oh. whole year. Oh, wow. But she was like, when she came back after it, she was like, no, she can't do that, that again. Must be, yeah, I was going to say, that must be so hard yeah. like as a mother just to leave your kids, yeah. even though it's still with your family. Yeah. But still just to be yeah. away from your Even children me, at I that young age. I can still remember mm-hmm. certain things, to be honest. I still remember it was very difficult. So I used to be very afraid of the dark. I'm still Yeah, like I dark. used to be very afraid of the dark, but my auntie yeah. didn't know that. My oh. mom knew that, but my auntie, auntie didn't, didn't know, know that. So obviously the way my auntie treated me because she didn't know was just like every other, like her kids. Mm-hmm. You know? But if my mom was there, she would have found another, a better will. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Totally. So it was, I still remember being very alone, mm-hmm. funny enough. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. That's yeah. And what were like the challenges? Like obviously moving from Nigeria to the UK at such a young age, yeah. did you feel like you didn't fit in society? Did they notice that there was something different about you culturally? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. if I would call it racism, but mm-hmm. I did experience certain things that made me feel different. Mm-hmm. So I remember I would remember going to primary to the to the school. It's mm-hmm. Edgeware School. I remember well, mm-hmm. and some of the girls would come to me and be like, oh, "Your hair," you know. And I used to have braids sometimes, and mm-hmm. then I just so that I could fit in. I remember I would pull my hair as a magic trick and they're like oh my god oh my god look at what she did pull your hair wow yeah yeah, just so i could they it it wasn't like bullying they weren't bullying me but Mm -hmm. i did feel a bit secluded i felt a bit outside of the group i remember um when the girls are gathering together and like Mm -hmm. this is my boyfriend they would choose their own like my own boyfriend for me rather than me choosing myself yeah so like yeah it was a very interesting dynamic yeah um, and it's funny i actually still remember this mm-hmm. so it's obviously kind of and it kind of like engraved something in my mind yeah definitely um, and i remember having one black s- friend from ethiopia i think mm-hmm. samantha i will never forget her are you um, still in touch with her i or? don't even remember what she looks like oh wow okay. <laughs> she's like a, yeah ha- have the, her face is very blur in my mind but i remember she was like comfort to me mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. um because she was black I guess. Mm. Um, so you felt that connection, you know, there's yeah, someone thing I have in exactly. common with this other young yeah. So it was just lady, me and yeah. her, actually. We mm-hmm. were the only black kids mm-hmm. in the school at the time. Okay. In the classroom, sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, so when did you finally kind of come back and sort of settle in the UK? Was that when you were at university or? Yeah, I would mm-hmm. say university was when I really became more of myself mm-hmm. and I settled into the UK and I understood the system a bit more. I think there was a lot of a lot of my mindset yeah. was from that moment. Right. From living in the UK by mm-hmm. myself from the age of seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um so I came oh, to by yourself. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So if my brother is listening to this, you know what, I'm not gonna throw you out there. <laughs> <laughs> he was meant to stay with me to mm-hmm. help me through that process, but he left. Wow. Anyway. You, you should see it Adidoyan's <laughs> facial expression right now. Please <laughs> join us on facebook live right now and then you'll see (laughs) yeah so yeah so i Mm -hmm. had to stay by myself at the age of 17 till i was about 22 23 23 i I think um and that was where i i think doing was formed Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah. And how was Doyne formed? Like, how did you discover more about yourself? Was it, did you read any books? You know, was it through God's word, knowing your identity in him? Or was it like the challenges that you faced, um, you know, um, coming here by yourself at 17? That's a good question. Or is it all three? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. Um, think about that. No, because I lived, mm-hmm. like I said, I lived by myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, not a lot, throughout that time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you feel lonely? You know, that that's the you, weird thing. Yeah. One of the things that I learned or one mm-hmm. of the things, skills that I developed was never to feel lonely oh, at wow. that time. Right. So that's why up until now, mm-hmm. when people ask me, because I live alone right now, mm-hmm. when people ask, ask me questions like, don't you feel alone or yeah. lonely? I'm like, no. Have you learned how to? Because I've learned how to, to be your own best friend. Yeah, I've learned how to cope <laughs> yeah. with it. So that was one of, because mm-hmm. I just found myself getting involved in different, when I mean getting involved, like I would paint, I would, I was talking to for the field mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. I loved colors and fashion so yeah. i just got involved in doing things that i enjoyed yeah you know what i'm saying no um, definitely and that just became a habit that mm. i wouldn't necessarily remember that right. I'm by myself mm-hmm. do you mm-hmm. see what i'm saying yeah um i think another thing was i had to fix things myself like mm-hmm. being alone there's no one there to really talk to to kind right. of iron things out or yeah. help you so that was one of the ways i became myself yeah just, learning to be more independent i just, I just learned to yeah myself. definitely you know what I'm saying? No, definitely. don't get me wrong i did have help from one or two people mm-hmm. um because my mom would always be like please mm-hmm. eh, help me check on doing sorry my african accent just <laughs> <laughs> help me check on doing yeah um but i did learn to be very secluded mm-hmm. at that point in my life yeah um, and experiences as well like you said Mm-hmm. Um, met with people, learned things from people, picked up things from mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you like during that time? Did you want to sort of make friends? I did. When you were discovering yourself, did you want to? I mean, I you did. had some. Fr- I don't know if you had some friends at that time, or we thought actually let me make some new friends because mm-hmm. I've discovered new hobbies and mm-hmm. interests. And so mm-hmm. the, f- the thing is, I did make friends, mm-hmm. and to be, uh, that period of my life was a very quirky weird type of doing <laughs> i was very very different mm-hmm. to who i am right now yeah um i did have friends but very few right um just one or two friends mm-hmm. i had acquaintances i should say more acquaintances than actual friends did i want to make friends i wasn't really bothered to you be weren't bothered I, no i think i was just so used to myself like your own space yeah, your own company that if satisfied. i had friends good if i didn't mm-hmm. i was fine yeah that's uh, that was the mindset i had which is good you know i is feel like good? you need to well i feel like at first you need to like you said know yourself and mm. be confident in yourself and then yeah. when you're doing that you attract people mm. towards you because People want to hang about someone that's yeah. confident who, in who they are and yeah. their qualities and stuff like that, yeah. which doesn't happen overnight. You know, mm. it's about over time. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So what was it that you studied doing at university? Yeah, so mm-hmm. I studied at Kingston University and I did international business. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And was that undergrad? Yeah, my undergrad, sorry. My okay. Undergrad. And then from there, did you move up to Edinburgh? No. So Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. That's fine. After my mm-hmm. international business, I just chilled in the UK for a bit, mm-hmm. and then I went back to Nigeria November of 2016. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And that was a very abrupt decision. Like it was so unthought. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really think about it. I just yeah. wanted to go back. I was uh-huh. just tired uh-huh. um, of the UK at that point. Okay. I to go back. 
And then you came back to Edinburgh. 2020. And to January. do your master's, My is master's, it? yeah, in uh, healthcare management. In healthcare management. How was that for you? Is that something that you wanted to do or? So, yeah, I mm-hmm. guess this is where the testimony bit comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, because before 2020, from like ending of 2018, there was this this push in mm-hmm. my heart to kind of leave Nigeria. Um, okay. But mm-hmm. it was very subtle at the end of 2018. 2019 started getting even more um, intense that I needed to leave the country. Mm-hmm. And I needed to leave Nigeria. And I didn't know what it was, but I just felt like I needed to leave. Oh, so it, was it like the Holy Spirit, you think, I, that was now, telling you to leave? Or was it what was going Holy on no. around in Nigeria? No, now, because I was having a... Be- That's the funny thing. Mm-hmm. Life was good. Mm-hmm. In my own standard of good at that time, mm-hmm. life was beautiful. Right. But for some reason, my heart felt like I needed to leave. And I don't know if this, mm-hmm. if I should take it further by explaining now. Now, I, now that I reflect back, I know why I needed to leave. Oh, explain. Okay, <laughs> sure. Explain. Um, we want to know the whole thing. So tell us. The death of my mom. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That was it. So mm-hmm. God gave me the opportunity to spend at least four years with her before she died 2020 right but he needed me to leave because he knew if i stayed mm-hmm. and the relationship that i was in at that time would have been my solace mm-hmm. and where i am right now would not happen wow it will wow. not happen yeah all the opportunities that i have right now the things that i've been mm-hmm. able to do right now will not have happened if you hadn't left if i hadn't left because wow. i would re- i remember i would always have dreams of urgency like doing you need to leave mm-hmm. doing you need to leave every mm-hmm. literally it, 2019 it's like every night that yeah. was my dream plus wow. the fact that i'm not trying to get too spiritual guys but the fact that i also dreamt a lot about my mom leaving leaving yeah oh wow um, it wasn't until after the fact and i was meditating on everything mm-hmm. i was like that makes sense wow Wow, I'm so sorry to hear about the loss of your mom, but thanks for being so open about that. And, you know, you're obviously quite young at that age. And when that happened, eh? I know you're still young, young. Um, but there is a lot of young people out there who, you know, lose their mother or father. And it it takes so long to like heal from that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there were so many questions you were asking God, like, why me? Why did you let this happen at this time? You already know I've got a lot on my plate. Um, So what would be your advice for young people out there who have lost someone that's so close to them? Um, Because it's not easy. Um, A lot of young people look to other things um, to cope Mm. with, whether that's drugs or alcohol. Um, It can affect you mentally. Um, So, yeah, what's your advice for those people who are going through Mm. Such a difficult loss. Mm-hmm. I think what helped me um, heal mm-hmm. was the fact that I went back to who I know God is. Mm-hmm. I went back to who Jesus. Why, why did Jesus die in the first place? Mm-hmm. You know, like the basic of the basic of the basic. Mm-hmm. I knew, and I was reminded that it really is not the end. Yeah. Um. And that gave me comfort, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that something had been done for my mom. Yeah, of um, course. Yes, it's painful and I might not see her now, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I've lost her forever. Of course. You know what I'm so I think mm-hmm. go back to what Jesus did mm-hmm. and just remember, let that remind you and give you comfort mm-hmm. is what I would advise mm-hmm. young people who have lost someone so dear to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also confirms to me who God is mm-hmm. himself, like who the Father is. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Yeah. Definitely, definitely. That's what I would say. Don't keep it to yourself as well. I know it's hard. Yeah. But do you feel like it's important just to speak to somebody? Um, the honest yeah. truth, guys, yeah. I would say nobody knows what to say. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I think you just need to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing anyone can say that would actually comfort you. Mm-hmm. But what I found gave me comfort was mm-hmm. the act that God did. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, people don't know what to say. Of <laughs> course, it's difficult. Especially if they've not it, been through that kind of yeah. thing before. And you don't know how they're going to react to certain words. Exactly. It's like you have to be very sensitive. Exactly. It's, so it's difficult. Don't it's difficult. be frustrated if the people around you aren't saying the right things. Mm-hmm. They just are not meant to satis- give you the comfort. Yes, they can give you comfort to an extent, mm-hmm. but the full comfort that you need can only be found in Jesus, honestly. Amen. That, Amen. That, that's my experience. Yeah, glory um, to God. Praise God. So we're now going to have a break and we're going to listen to a song called Control. And after that, we'll continue our conversation with Adi Doyen on her testimony and life. What's life like being a young pastor? People always trying to bring you down They be throwing stones like it's going out of style Seeking for the ones that can't devour yeah. But you can't let them have it, you can't let them take their power Don't forget who you were made to be, be Royal priesthood, you're a child of the king Don't give in to negativity Just keep smiling in the face of all your enemies You can cream it down on too high, higher. Don't suppose the clouds I'm caught in your love, your love. And nothing that you say can't change a thing. There's a greater voice affirming me. You can bring me down a way too higher, higher, higher. People always got a lot to say. Full of noise, voices running by the day. Everything is up for debate. She say, he say, we say, can nobody get it straight? Don't forget who you were made to be. Royal priesthood, you're a child of the king. Don't give in to negativity. Just keep elevating above all your enemies. You can cream it through way too high. When it gets loud, I'll turn the world down. I'll stay here with you. When the lights come, I'll keep my eyes up. Listen for what's true. When it gets loud, I'll turn the world down. I'll stay here with you. Come, 
keep my eyes up, listening for what's true. When it gets loud, I'll turn the world down. I'll stay here with you. You are listening to Uncut with Kirsty on your number one inspirational radio station, Heart Song Live. Hello and welcome back to Uncut with Kirsty. I'm currently in the studio with Adi Doing as we continue our conversation um, of hearing her testimony and what life is like being a young pastor. So before the break, we're getting to know a bit more about Adi Doing, her life in Nigeria and what it was like for moving from Nigeria to the UK, um, her upbringing and the loss of her mum. Um, so Adi Doyen, during the break, you were saying there is one more thing you want to give advice on yeah. regarding those who have lost someone close to them. Yeah, um, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. thinking back to what Jesus did will give you the greatest comfort. Um, and like I said, I did mention that people might would not know what to say when you're in that situation, which is the truth. Mm-hmm. But God will also use people to comfort you. Wow. And if you are in this situation or you're still healing, allow God to use the people that he has put around you. Mm -hmm. And it's very important. Like try, take your time to recognize the goodness of God, even in the process of what has happened. Love that. Do you see what I'm saying? Because because if you let the grief overtake you, you Mm -hmm. would miss the opportunity to see how God is trying to heal you. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted to say. Um, For me, that's how it was. I had to, appreciate the people God had put around mm-hmm. me as a way of healing and comforting me from mm-hmm. what has happened to me. That's, so good. That's um, so good. If I wasn't looking, if I wasn't allowing him show me that, I probably would not be able to pick myself up today still. Mm-hmm. Something, yeah. So that's it, what I want to say. Yeah, no, it's just really, really good because, like, it's so hard when you're in that situation just to focus on the negative. Yeah, and yeah. then you know your mind is so powerful. Yeah, but you know, we have control on what thoughts we allow to come in. And, you know, sometimes when you're going through a challenging situation, mm. it's so easy to voice all your negative thoughts. Yeah. And your words have power yeah. as well. So that's so important just to be thankful. Yeah. And, you know, count your blessings, name yeah. them one by one. Yeah. Um, but it's easier said than done. You know, it when is. you're going through a challenging situation, you know, yeah. all you think is negative sometimes. Yeah. That's why it's so important just to feed yourself with the word of God daily, to renew yeah. your mind daily. It's almost like God knows, you know, you're going to have these challenges. Yeah. Um, so that's so important just to renew yeah. your mind. Yeah. Um, so after the loss of your mom, you came back to the UK to do your master's? I, yeah. So I came before I actually lost my mom. Oh, wow. Yeah, I came 2020 of January and mm-hmm. my mom died July of 2020. Wow. So I, the last time I saw my mom was January oh, the gosh. 5th. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so in that period of time, you know, you finished... Your I masters. finished my master's. Yeah. Thank God. I don't even see guys. Oh, I don't know how. <laughs> oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Actually, I do. Like I said, God put people around me. Mm-hmm. One of those people is my friend Nana. Nana. Um, you've you, you've heard me mention her quite a number of times, or you've probably Nana. seen her before. Yeah. Of course, I know Nana. Of course, she's yeah, a Ghana girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she like <laughs> see our Ghana friends. Hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while for mm-hmm. me to see mm-hmm. that she was provision. Comfort to me. It took a oh, while, really? but the moment I saw it, I said healing. Wow! Yeah, wow. That's healing. so so good. Yeah. Um. So after you 
finish your master's did you you know get a job straight away or (laughs) (laughs) i wish you wish i wish no actually i don't wish but Mm -hmm. no i did not i did not get it i got a job a year after a year after wow (laughs) so that was a long time you had to wait yeah. Um, for a job and did you feel pressure to get a job from friends oh from family you know yeah how was it honest, like yeah. I think that was one of the most okay apart from the death of my mom I think that was also one of the most difficult times of mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. Um, the pressure came from myself the pressure came from my family and the pressure came from people okay so let's break that down so yeah. how do you feel like you were putting pressure on yourself mm. I to felt, get a job mm-hmm. yeah i felt like at my age mm-hmm. many people were already past this stage right so it's a bit of comparison yeah to say yeah okay i was like what are you doing with your life right mm-hmm. now you know yeah many people are making the money yeah and um, many people my age mm-hmm. i am young but <laughs> <laughs> you know and i was like what are you doing yeah you know? um mm-hmm. yeah yeah i put on myself definitely and did you also like have goals that you know, when you're younger, you're like, at this age, I'm going to have this job. And were they triggered because of, you know, of the situation you were in and th- everything you kind of experienced mm. leading up to that point? The simple answer to that question is no. Actually, okay. I, I did not. However, wow. the one thing I did have a goal for was to get married at the age of 24. Hey, oh, what, wow. woman, what woman wouldn't have that? Mm. <laughs> well, a lot of women actually wouldn't. Anyway, yeah. but in terms of career and all that, I was very laxed about it mm-hmm. when I was in Nigeria, like between mm-hmm. 2016 until when I finished my I was pretty chilled. chilled you know? yeah. mm-hmm. But for some reason, just I think my age dawned mm-hmm. on me. Right. Um, And more of... The pressure I had, where it came from was comparison. Comparison. You know. Um, And also because I had owned a business Mm -hmm. between 2016 to 2020. Right. So I was already busy. Busy. Before before my master's. And then to suddenly stop. Exactly. You're training your body just to. Exactly. (laughs) So that was, those were the two, those were the two problems Mm -hmm. that I guess. Okay. And then from there, let's talk about pressure from friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you ever have people asking you like, when are you going to get a job? Why don't you have a job? You know, what are you doing with your time? You know, people (laughs) can be so nosy and like. (laughs) Um, It wasn't. Mm -hmm. okay the term friends are people you are closely related to i would say the pressure i got were people that i'll call acquaintances isn't that weird okay (laughs) people that don't know you (laughs) people that just don't understand yeah you know they just come and be like have you gotten a job Mm -hmm. like what's happening that Mm -hmm. kind of thing um yes i did get pressure from one or two people that Mm I heard this term, just apply. Mm. That term pissed me off. Yeah. Because everyone's like, just apply for this, just mm-hmm. apply for that. Oh, ap- <laughs> uh, I can't. Just for like, the sake of getting a yeah, job. Without and for a me, pr- yeah. I felt like, no, there was something more. Mm-hmm. There had to be something more. I can't yeah. just apply. Yeah. You know, it felt. I felt like a hypocrite yeah. if I was just applying. Mm-hmm. I, and I remember I did f- do that for some time. Yeah. I would just apply to a, a place and try to build up this motivation or persona yeah. about the, like, if job, like, the job says they want people that are 
uh, teamwork, whatever. Mm. I would make up a persona in my head, like I already know how to do teamwork. Yeah. Even if it's true <laughs> or it's not true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like I was trying to contain myself in a box that yeah. people had put in place yeah. rather than allow God make me fit into the hole that I needed to. Yeah. Do you see know what I'm saying? And Definitely. that was a tension that I was having mm. for a very long time. Very long time. I had that tension yeah. for a, a year, guys. Yeah. A year. But sometimes like the way you're, your acquaintances or your friends are talking you talking to you in terms of getting a job or maybe saying that you're lazy and stuff like that. It's just a projection of how they're feeling mm. on the inside and mm. trying to project project that yeah. onto you to make you feel yeah. down and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but how about your family? Because I know in the African culture, you know, they want you to get your undergrad then your masters and your phd as long as you've got doctor they're like happy <laughs> yeah. but obviously things are changing now yeah. um but did you feel that pressure from your family um to yeah. get a job yeah dad i love you i hope you're not <laughs> listening to this but he did put a lot of pressure on me yeah he did and mm-hmm. um, but he's an african dad um, and generally <laughs> when I dad? think about it it's like yeah. when I think about it now he just wanted the best for me of still course. wants the best for mm-hmm. me um but I think a lot of the things that Africans don't know how to do is to sympathize or empathize mm-hmm. with people. Um, and I think that was the the, the, the lack mm-hmm. that my dad had. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted the best for me, but he did not know how to present that to me than to say, come on, you know, you mm-hmm. have a master's degree. What are you doing? And mm-hmm. then there were all, a lot of other African dads supporting him. Mm-hmm. And we'll be telling him, oh, my own daughter has gotten a job. <laughs> my, my son is working in this place. And yeah. I'm like, that is your son. Yeah. That is, this is me. Mm-hmm. Yo, when we start to talk about the whole pastor thing, that's a different story. Ballgame. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, he had pressure from people of as course. well saying that, oh, but their own child has gotten a job. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't your own daughter gotten a job kind mm-hmm. of thing? Um, so I would say he also had pressures mm-hmm. that he put that pressure on me too. Mm-hmm. Um, my brothers were just chilled. Um, yeah. They just were like, yeah, when it's time, you get it. Yeah, no, definitely, you know? definitely. But I think as well, like, if you look at the culture, like, especially for our parents um, who grew up in Africa, like, at that time, as they were growing up, you know, education for them was the only way out. Yeah. You know, rather here, it's not just about experience. having your degrees. It's about yeah. your experience, working yeah. with people, communicating with people. Yeah. I mean, there's actually, I would say, a lot more jobs now these days that actually don't require a qualification yeah. and yeah. degree there's yeah. so much True. stuff you can learn online you can go on yeah. youtube and you can yeah. teach yourself better than actually yeah. going to a uni lecture yeah. but you no, know what i mean it's there's true. so much out there these days um which is really really good yeah. so moving on mm-hmm. to your life now as a pastor mm. so did you ever have a desire or a dream or a vision to become a pastor <laughs> Like, I always want to keep calling her pasta Adedonia, but she doesn't like it. But yeah. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, I've had one or two people say it to me mm-hmm. before, but I never took it seriously. Or was that like as a prophecy or? They were like, I see you as a pastor. And I'm like, wow. calm down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I never took it seriously because the way, the context at which they said it mm-hmm. was more of, of, of a joke, right. I suppose, mm-hmm. or just like as a yeah just mm-hmm. as a thing yeah. so no i did not expect it at it was not wow. even on my radar at yeah. all oh, amazing. <laughs> so when you got told that you're going to become a pastor yeah. um did you feel i don't know what like comfortable or were you anxious or were you like how can i 
be a pastor you know this is not I didn't go to ministry school or you know how were you feeling when you got told that you're going to be a pastor because to me it just if someone said that to me I would be like huh <laughs> like I don't um, say amen or, <laughs> or, you know my emotions were flat yeah it was mm-hmm. just flat I think I, I needed to process for a while yeah and it's now that it's dawning on me that mm-hmm. doing you've been called to be a pastor but initially when I was asked to do it mm-hmm. No, I didn't have any pressure. I, I think I was trying to figure out if it mm. was more of where God wanted me to be. Right. That I didn't even focus on the title. title Do you see it. what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Because my focus from for a whole year since I finished my master's was, I want to be in a place of purpose. Mm-hmm. That was all. I, so I mm-hmm. was trying to figure out if this job was mm-hmm. that place of purpose yeah and now i'm now feeling the pressure I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> you know? yeah but i like what you said calling you yeah. know you believe that this is a calling that um, god has called you to do and you know that time when you were weren't working um you know you had an opportunity to develop yourself and get to know yourself better mm-hmm. and i'm sure you found out new interests and hobbies yeah. during that time yeah and um, that prepared you for the role that you're in today and you know I think for us as a congregation we look at leadership and we think it's so easy you know but I don't think people realize the amount of challenges that you face and yeah so for you how have you dealt with these challenges or what are the challenges that you face in leadership um I right now Mm -hmm. I think one of the major ones that I deal with a lot is the pressure I I put on myself to be like you say, mm-hmm. well behaved. Yeah, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was when I actually discovered that I have the nature of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the major challenges I'm dealing with. And mm-hmm. the funny thing is, in fairness, no one has asked me mm-hmm. to be perfect. Yeah. No one has asked me to be doing more than I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. in my job as mm-hmm. a pastor yeah. for me on the other hand <laughs> i feel like i am not cut out like mm-hmm. i am the one putting that pressure on myself so yeah. one of the pre- one of the pr- challenges i am facing mm-hmm. is to be human mm-hmm. but to also allow the spirit to do his thing with within me yeah do you know what i'm saying Definitely. like it's a it's it's a big tension for me mm-hmm. that i'm dealing with right now yeah and i think as well we're we put pastors on such a pedestal. We yeah. expect them to be perfect. Yeah. We expect them to know all the answers to our question. Yeah. Um, I was saying to Doyne earlier that being a pastor, it is a 24-7 job, yeah. you know? Yeah. You can have someone call you up at night being like, I need yeah. support yeah. Um, in this area. And, yeah. you know, it's it's a lot to take on. Yeah. Um, so how, how do you balance that? You know, you still want to have your own life. You know, you still want to hang out with your friends. Um, there's a lot you have to sacrifice, like your time, yeah. your energy. So, yeah, how, how have you find and found it, like, balancing I all of that? Found, I haven't. It's I not, think, yeah. I haven't found mm-hmm. a solution. And I don't think okay. there's meant to be a solution. Mm-hmm. I think there are going to be seasons where you would have the opportunity to have your time yeah and then sometimes it would switch right for you to have to give your mm-hmm. time to someone i think there's going to be a time of rest mm-hmm. god will give you a time of rest yeah and god will give you a time where you need to give back to people give your right. time to people mm-hmm. but he would always restore so that you can be replenished so awesome. i think that is the answer the, the mm-hmm. answer is not a solution like do this do mm-hmm. that the answer is know what season you are in yeah. If God is calling you into a season of giving, giving mm-hmm. and pouring towards people, mm-hmm. then do that. 
but also trust that he will give you a time where you can rest and yeah. take in and replenish your own energy definitely that definitely. would be my answer to that yeah. question and it's important because you also have to have self-discipline as well yeah. you know not take too much on definitely definitely um, I know it's, it's hard sometimes to even say no, yeah. especially when it's within the church. You know, you want to make sure everyone's, everyone's okay, yeah, everyone's, everyone's okay. happy. Yeah. And yeah. to be honest, that's never going to happen. You can't please Everyone, everybody. Yeah. But as well, we need to remember who we're doing it for. Yeah. I think sometimes we get so caught up in making sure everyone's all right that we actually forget, you know, yeah. we're doing this for the kingdom of God. Yeah. You know, we're laboring unto God, not unto man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. why I said you need to know the season, yeah. the balance. Yeah. You need to know it. Definitely. Um, it's, gonna, it's not going to be constant all the time. Mm-hmm. And just to echo what you said about um, discipline, mm-hmm. it's... It's something I'm also learning right now. At the beginning when I started, I yeah. did not know how to say no. You're learning every day. You I, know? I always <laughs> felt bad. Day. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm a pastor. And that's the mm-hmm. thing. Yes, you're a pastor. Mm-hmm. But you're a pastor who is a human being. You're not <laughs> Jesus. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Even yeah. Jesus Christ took breaks. Okay? He took naps. <laughs> Even what? God did on the last day. He, he rested. Na- he rested. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. I need to, like, that's the thing I'm really working on. Mm-hmm. That it's okay to say no. It's okay not to please people, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I just wanted to echo that. Mm-hmm. It's something I'm learning and it's one of the challenges I have had yeah. um, working on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I think, like, if you're just remembering just to seek god first each and every day you know the holy spirit will guide you to meet the right people at the right time because i feel like sometimes when you have a lot and i'm seeing this from experience when you have a lot on your plate you forget to seek god first you know you try and juggle everything but when you actually put god first even though you still have challenges you know it'll help you deal with it better yeah i just had Mm -hmm. a thought Mm -hmm. and it sounds ridiculous but this is how it just came to my mind mm. i'm a pastor who's learning how to be human mm. Mm. Okay, yeah. It. <laughs> yeah no i just realized it i'm a pastor who is actually learning how to be human wow but like a true human, true human. and that, that means feeling tired awesome. it means being yeah. able to say no it means being wise being real being real mm-hmm. being not real. being a perfect th- yeah i'm a pastor yeah. learning. and that to be honest is a challenging one that's a testimony. Yeah. <laughs> that is a testimony. It is a testimony. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to have a break and join mm-hmm. us back after the break as we carry on our conversation. Oh, yeah. Jesse Tennis, Lemon Blade. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I got fears and I have doubts, but I never let it take me low. Cause I've come to learn what you're about That you'll never leave me all alone Cause you got the control The storm will come but you control it You knew my name before I was born That unconditional love Make me a liquor dancer Put my prayers up in the fire dance hall Me and Justice been a friend of this track Tell the DJ make it put it on repeat yeah. Cause me a liquor dancer Put my prayers up in the fire dance hall Me and Justice been a friend of this track Tell the DJ make it put it on repeat yeah. Bad man won't mess up my reading Yeah Bad man won't mess up my holiday But don't cha 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 you control it Oh, 
control, control, control My situation you handle For the guardy I can know I'm in the mouth I can know I'm in the mouth See, the bads in the head They don't find what you feed them You said it in your heart that you got me Yes, I believe it Cause I seen it too I shout your name, sing a little yeah. I shout your name and I sing your praise I shout your name, sing a little station hello and welcome back to uncut with kirsty we have Addie doing in the studio sharing her testimony and what life is like being a young pastor we just had a quick dance there to that last song which is called control i said that was the first song but actually that was the second song so sorry about that um so Addie doing um being a pastor you know as we said it's so challenging and obviously you're doing the work and you're advancing the kingdom of God and with that you know life is spiritual and we're obviously in the spiritual warfare and when you're doing things for the kingdom of God you know the enemy doesn't like it you know he has been defeated we have overcome him you know he has no place in our lives but you know he will try and do anything to distract you um you know tell you that you're not good enough um so how have you dealt with those challenges like how do you keep disciplined in god's word and times when you may be feeling anxious have you been praying like what have you done to help you Mm. get through those spiritual challenges maybe it might help if i just give an example Mm -hmm. maybe one of the challenges that are spiritual challenges Mm -hmm. that i have had and Mm -hmm. it's um social anxiety wow a pastor has social anxiety Mm. i know um I'm a public, like, as a pastor, you're public, you know. Um, you have to be in the eyes of many people, um, whether it's serving or you're talking with people. And that's been the recent, recent one that I'm dealing with right now. And how do I deal with it? I'm like, Holy Spirit, help. <laughs> like, quick, on the spot. Because mm-hmm. I know if I leave it for too long, it would eat me up inside. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the ways I've been able to deal with spiritual warfare is to immediately, just immediately on that at that moment, just ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing would be 
ask people to pray for me because I find recently that I don't like pr- I don't not that I don't like praying for myself but I'm too weak to pray for myself or I don't even know what to say when I'm in that position like mm-hmm. I just feel so low in my energy so I contact someone who is close right. to me and be like yo I need help just pray for me help mm-hmm. me um yeah help me by praying mm-hmm. for me and wow. that helps that's so good that's so good how about like because obviously the church as we said before is filled with people and mm-hmm. we aren't perfect and you know i take it that you will get constructive criticism and how have you dealt with that because i think we expect them to be perfect and then mm-hmm. when we get that feedback it can hurt sometimes a lot mm-hmm. more because you're like these are christians mm-hmm. like they should be saying things nice about me mm-hmm. but getting constructive criticism is not always an it's not a negative thing it's just yeah. They're out there caring for you when you to improve in your area of ministry. So how have you dealt with that? Um, in fairness, I haven't when people give me feedback, mm-hmm. it's not they've said it in a beautiful way. Oh really? Wow. And I'm happy about that. I'm yeah. very, very pleased. So I yeah. think what what would probably tick me off is the presentation of what you're saying. Right. Because I have gotten constructive feedback that mm-hmm. of course it's not what I was thinking or hoping I would mm-hmm. hear, but the way they've presented it mm-hmm. has been very, very uh empathetic mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i don't maybe you might we might if i do come back here mm-hmm. i might have gotten a bad feedback <laughs> in a very <laughs> horrible way and then i'll yeah. be able to say something about it but right now in fairness i haven't mm-hmm. i haven't gotten bad ones wow. and then being a pastor you've obviously had the opportunity to meet new people mm-hmm. build relationships um so what do you see for yourself in the future like, in terms of your ministry because you are a pastor mm. for an online community mm. you know you're reaching people across the world online um so what are your like goals within that ministry oh, wow there? sorry i just went nigerian <laughs> <laughs> like can we pause and let me think about that she didn't tell me this question <laughs> um i see mm-hmm. unity i see unity yeah mm-hmm. um I see the kingdom of God mm-hmm. spreading um, through to every nation, like he said. Wow, yeah. Um, I don't know how that's how long that's gonna take. Like, I don't yeah. know if we would need to change strategy going forward, myself and right. my team. But what I do see is the unifying of God's people mm-hmm. through the internet. I think, like we all hear, the internet can be great. I think online church community can be a platform where mm. we change the trajectory of the way people think oh, nice, um, nice. and really just speak the truth yeah definitely, um, definitely yeah, yeah that's, that's what good. i that's what i that's see good. and I the see growth yeah definitely oh, no, definitely a lot of growth but do you like look up maybe other churches and how they do things and yeah. their creative ideas that give you inspiration on how you can spread the gospel online and stuff like that yeah, yeah definitely but you also want to weigh that with where you are at with your own church mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. you can get carried away yeah. with the things you see online that and frustrated if mm-hmm. you feel like you cannot implement it mm-hmm. you know in your own church of course. as a church we know our story um yeah well for those who don't know mm-hmm. check us out on city on a hill uh edinburgh on youtube but for those who know our story yeah. um what we're, we're picking up gradually yeah of and course. you need to weigh where you are at and mm-hmm. see what is possible with the resources that god has given you but in trust mm-hmm. that 
more is to come yeah and it's amazing you know especially with our church just to be so thankful for how far god has brought us you know we started this online community before lockdown before we knew there was a pandemic we had this set up and ready and it's incredible i can't imagine what would have been like just not having that in place you know it's amazing how god knows the end Mm -hmm. from the beginning and you know all we can do is give glory to god and that's so positive you know to see what god has done in your life in the past you're like you know what if god can bring me out through that situation he can bring me out through anything yeah you know yeah. it's just incredible there is uh, a mm-hmm. massive opportunity for god's truth to mm-hmm. be heard through online through the internet um through cyberspace um mm-hmm. and i'm looking forward to how god uses it more than he already is right now mm-hmm. um Definitely. to get to people awesome awesome and talking about friendships and relationships and mm-hmm. being part of a team mm-hmm. you know we are complete in christ jesus mm-hmm. but two are better than one <laughs> annoying <laughs> let's just bring it just back for two seconds about relationships right okay what about <laughs> um it? you know you know i think it's important you know for pastors to be wise in mm-hmm. terms of choosing their spouse yeah um you know, because there's so many challenges yeah. that you're going to face, just as individuals, um, and you'll probably need that support. Mm. Um, so, yeah, what are your thoughts about, especially being young, like as a pastor mm. looking for a husband mm-hmm. or... Yeah. First of all, I'm not advertising myself, okay? But hey, I'm just, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> not advertising I'm not advertising. Enough. I'm not advertising. But you are. <laughs> no, it, no. But... I think you you hit the nail on the head. You have to be very wise with your choice, um, because what you've been you've been called to as a pastor, once you join yourself with someone, is the two of you doing it mm. in honesty. Um, if you don't marry someone who is going to be supportive of it, then you lose out on the opportunity to serve in your calling. Do you see what I'm Definitely. saying? You need to join yourself with someone who, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Ooh, yeah. yeah and when i mean supportive i mean you really need to get down to the nitty-gritty of things mm-hmm. um, and talk through things and yeah don't definitely. let <laughs> i learned this recently love goes beyond feelings okay mm-hmm. it's beyond a feeling mm-hmm. sometimes it's logic mm-hmm. um and being logical is a wise thing mm-hmm. so it's something you really need to think through pray through you can't just jump into it not just yeah. even as a pastor, I think generally, mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. Um, I just happen to be in this position. Yeah. Um, but I think it's something everyone should do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely take your time to get to know yourself yeah. first. Yeah. Um, it's not just the fact that he's in church yeah. and he's a Christian. No. The no. enemy can come in very fine clothes. <laughs> very fine clothes. Yeah, I think no. I've said this several times. No. Like I'm saying this as as always from experience. Yeah. Um, so it's important that you connect with someone spiritually. Hey, Judas was in the midst of the twelve. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So he was that close. I ain't saying that I ain't close. Saying anything. Man, <laughs> that tonight close. go and lift up every friend before <laughs> God. Um, yeah, no, it's it's mm-hmm. marriage is just a choice. It's it's a decision you have to make with wisdom. Mm. Pastor or no pastor. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, yeah. 
awesome. So Toyn, it's been so great to have you on the show. Um, so do you mind closing in prayer just for those young people out there who are maybe struggling to maybe find a job, find their purpose in life, um, just to know that you know there is so much hope in Christ Jesus and maybe just for more patience and waiting for God's timing and doing things God's way, not the ways of the world. Yeah. Um so yeah, it would be really great if you could pray for yeah, sure. anyone that's tuning in tonight. Holy Spirit, um thank you for tonight. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to come on here and talk mm-hmm. about how good you've been mm-hmm. to us, not just me, but to mankind from the beginning of time. You created the world um, out of love. You've sustained it out of love. You've given yourself to the world out of love. Mm-hmm. And I'm a testimony of that love. Yeah. And I'm grateful, very grateful for my story. Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be the most dramatic, but I'm glad that you drafted yourself into my story and into Kirsty's story and mm-hmm. into the lives of many people or the people that are listening right now. So, Father, I just ask for your mercy, for your continual steadfast love to abide, to lead us. Mm-hmm. I ask for your peace into the hearts of people that may be struggling right now for one or two reasons but I also asked for something that I just learned about myself today is that how to be human the true human like Jesus Mm. let each and every one of us not just experience that but be that Mm. help us Lord because life is challenging Mm. it's not the way you ordained it to be but we know you are with us and so we ask for your help through every season and i just pray a special blessing on kirsty as well that she continues to use this platform to speak about you that your name will be heard mm-hmm. far and wild wide and that every knee shall bow and confess that jesus is lord let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. For it pleases you to do so. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you again so much, Adidoyan, for coming on the show and sharing your amazing testimony mm-hmm. and life as a young pastor. And hopefully you guys have been encouraged and inspired. And, you know, maybe now you might even want to go into ministry. Yeah. <laughs> but go to God first. But obviously, <laughs> our ministry is every day, you know, spreading gospel, yeah. winning yeah. souls True. for the kingdom of God. So we're now going to leave you with a song called Love All Around by Called Out Music. Okay. Tune in next Monday again for Uncut with Curse. We're going to have someone special. Tune into Instagram to find out. But we're going to be hearing yeah, a lot about special <laughs> yeah of course you're everyone's special okay. but we're going to be hearing a lot about fitness and nutrition which is going to be very useful coming into the new year <laughs> <laughs> so stay blessed guys have a good night and take care bye, bye. Yeah.
searching far and wide for love that could only be found in you. Perfect always is your unfailing love. It's all in you, my Jesus. Never changing, never failing. Yeah, yeah. No. 